By now, there's a good chance that you've watched some Christmas movies or some other movies with a holiday theme. Lots of TV channels are running some of the classics and some of the more contemporary movies, and Netflix and Amazon Prime and all of those have released their Christmas holiday movies as well. Of course, there are the great classics that people watch year after year. Even though they've seen them many times, they watch them again and again because there's something in them that they draw on, something that inspires them, encourages them, especially in these days of Advent as we anticipate the Christmas holiday. There is Charles Dickens's Christmas Carol, featuring Ebenezer Scrooge and how the angel of Christmas past and Christmas future and the Christmas now visit him. Ebenezer was a man, as many of you know, who was very much filled with great sadness and hatred. He was a miserly old man. But by the movie's end, his life is transformed because of the experience he had with the angels of Christmas past and Christmas future and the Christmas of now. The sadness he experienced was transformed into joy. The same is true for another Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, in which George Bailey wonders whether or not life would be better if he didn't exist, and then his own angel comes to him and shows him what the world would be like had he not existed. So a man who is down on himself, who is very much sad and depressed, is transformed because of that encounter and that experience he had, and he becomes a man filled with joy. There's also, for the young people, the movie The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, of this man, this Grinch, this animal, beast, whatever, that's up on the mountain, and he looks down and he sees the people below and how they're celebrating with great joy Christmas with their presents and their gifts. And he goes down and he steals all of them and he wants to push it over the cliff. And then a young girl comes to him and challenges him. And because of that, he embraces Christmas and he doesn't steal it. The envy or jealousy or whatever it is he had within him, the negative was transformed and he was filled with the joy of Christmas. This Sunday, this third Sunday of Advent, the church calls it Gaudete Sunday. They call it Rejoice Sunday. And isn't that what we heard in our readings today, in our first reading, in our second reading? It's what we sang in the song. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion, our first reading. Rejoice always, I say it again, rejoice. Maybe today, as we think about joy and maybe even thinking of the Grinch who stole Christmas, maybe we could say, what is stealing our joy in our life right now in these days leading up to Christmas? We might say that one of the things stealing our joy, and maybe it'll be solidified by about 3.15 p.m. tomorrow, we could say that the Packers are stealing our joy the fact that they can't win, that their playoff hopes are bleak, and if they lose tomorrow, impossible. So maybe that is what's stealing our joy this December as we mourn not going to the playoffs. 
Maybe for others, it could be some sort of financial difficulty that they're facing. Whether or not they'll be able to make ends meet, they can put food on the table. Maybe that is stealing their joy. How will I provide for my family during Christmas, during the new year? Maybe it's the never-ending to-do list of going from place to place and shopping and doing all the things that we need to do to prepare for the holiday or even too many commitments that we've made. Maybe these are things that are stealing our joy. Could also be people in our lives, whether they're our family members or our friends, or it could even be a complete stranger that we encounter in the parking lot at a store or in the store itself. Maybe they're stealing our joy because of something they said or something they did. But as a wise person once told me, they told me, don't let that person live rent-free in your head. So don't let them steal your joy. During these Advent days leading up to Christmas, maybe that's what we want to focus on, of becoming like George Bailey, or becoming like Ebenezer Scrooge, or even the Grinch, having a complete transformation that whatever is taking away the joy of life, to have it be transformed and to find and to discover that joy. Maybe that's what the Christmas season that we're anticipating, maybe that's why we celebrate Christmas year after year, to remind us of the joy that came into the world and to help us to restore that joy in our lives when it might be lost. Just a few weeks ago, we had the giving tree up. All the tags were taken by last weekend. And why was that? I think it's because we realize that there's a sense of joy when we give. That when we give, it brings us joy. And we know that when we place that gift under the tree, and then it's taken to that family, that it will bring them some cheer as well. They'll smile. They'll be very delighted to receive the gifts. And isn't that what John the Baptist tells his followers today, that whoever has two cloaks, share with the person who has none. Whoever has food, do likewise. To, if we're blessed to be able to help others as well. This Christmas season is also a time in which we have the joy of gathering with family, with friends, co-workers. We experience songs and sing, and so that joy is ever apparent. There are many things in our life that might take away that joy, but St. Paul says today to rejoice always in your prayers and petitions and thanksgivings, to be able to rejoice. Perhaps in these last days, in this week, and some change left before Christmas, maybe we focus on how we can live these days in joy, so that when we gather on Christmas Eve or Christmas night, we'll be able to sing truthfully joy to the world, for the Lord has come. And every day of our lives, then, we'll be able to repeat that sounding joy.